This is the Relic Radio Show, old-time radio entertainment still standing the test of time from RelicRadio.com. Welcome back to the Relic Radio Show. Thanks for joining me this week for another hour of radio drama. We'll begin this time with the Zero Hour. In their episode from June 5th, 1974, titled Once a Thief. After that, it's Bold Venture and Dead Men Don't Leave Prince. Their story from November 26th, 1951. I'm Rod Serling. You're listening to the Zero Hour. Rest your eyes. Exercise your imagination. Today, Kim Weisskopf's thumbnail sketch of the light-fingered filter. Once a thief. Starring Greg Morris. In a mutual broadcasting system presentation of... The Zero Hour. Brought to you by the Ford Motor Company. Also by Beechnut Chewing Tobacco, Shenley Industries, Matus Wine, and International Harvester. This is the Zero Hour on Mutual Radio. This is Hugh Downs with another car buyer's report from Ford. Car size and fuel economy are important considerations today, but so is the total cost of ownership, which involves purchase price, trade-in value, and operating economy. And Ford feels if you compare mid-sized cars, you'll choose Ford Torino. Take some operating economy examples. Torino offers gas-saving steel-belted radio-ply tires standard, runs on regular gas, and has a 26.5-gallon fuel tank that's 20% more capacity than its closest sales competitor. And compare some scheduled maintenance costs. You'll find in the course of 50,000 miles that compared to its closest sales competition, Torino's chassis is scheduled to be lubricated only once to their eight times. Spark plugs are scheduled to be replaced only half as often. Everyone says compare. Ford says compare not only the cars, but the total cost of owning a car. The closer you look, the better we look. It's nice to be the best in anything. The title of best pickpocket in the city belongs to Fingers Duncan. He's known throughout the circuit as a natural, but lately Fingers has been slipping, losing his grip, as it were. And in his search to uncover the source of his inexplicable slump, he will most surely find he has his hands full. Today's story is entitled, Once a Thief. We open at police headquarters. A matronly woman and a plainclothes police officer are peering through the one-way glass of a lamp. Well, Mrs. Wilkinson, do you recognize any of these men? I'm afraid not. You'll be absolutely sure this is the end of the parade. I'm sure. All right. You bums can go. Where'd you bring us in here for the first place? Well, I've done all I can, Mrs. Wilkinson. You've seen every petty thief, every pickpocket in the city. 
Either your bonds were stolen by someone from out of town or a local amateur. But, officer, why? Why would somebody steal those bonds when all that cash was right there? You said yourself it was a fundraising affair. Maybe the thief had a soft heart. My guess is he had a soft head. You'll have a lot of trouble trying to pass those bonds. When he does try, we'll let you know. Thank you. You've been most kind. Excuse me, ma'am. Hold on, Mrs. Wilkinson. Hi, Blake. Hello, Fingers. Uh, Mrs. Wilkinson, you better check to see that your purse is undisturbed. This man you just bumped into is Fingers Duncan. He was in the lineup. This nice young man is a pickpocket? Yeah, just about the best there ever was. A uh, correction, I used to be. Hmm. Everything seems to be in order. You wear a watch? Any jewelry? Hmm. Nothing missing. All right, Mrs. Wilkinson, we'll be in touch. What is it, Fingers? I'm not really in the mood to chew the fat. Blake, I'm depressed. Yeah, what are you telling me for? They got doctors for that. Blake, I'm washed up, finished. I'm here to tell you not to pick me up anymore. Don't tell me you're going straight. After all these years, Fingers, I enjoy rousting you. Yeah, I like you too, Blake. But like I said, it's all over. Sounds serious. That's bad, all right. You see, I had this uncle. Blake? Yeah, Captain. Hmm. Gotcha. Be right there. You see, I had this uncle. You tell it to a shrink, Fingers. Captain's going to bite my head off. Blake. Hands against the door. Yeah, you're clean. I've been trying to tell you. Yeah, tell me in a few days. I'm sure we'll pick you up again by then. Bye. Blake. Yes? Are you Madame Eliza? Mistress of the occult, oracle of what lies beyond, card reader, astrologer, palmist, and handwriting analyzer. At your service. Are you some kind of gypsy? I mean, the way you're dressed. Well, when need be, yes. What can I do for you? Well, Madam Eliza, I got a problem. Oh, come. Be seated. Uh, my fee is $10 in advance. You're not a doctor, are you? That depends. If you are, I'm leaving. In that case, I'm not. See, I don't trust doctors, especially head doctors. Well, my name is Fingers. Fingers Duncan. I'm a pickpocket. Oh, I was. Oh, I already know that. I see it in your hand. You do? Well, I've been a pickpocket all my whole life. Since I was nine, anyways. And I had this uncle, you see, or I did until last month. Uncle Rufus. And Uncle Rufus died last month. Yeah. And he left me $10,000 in his will. And your problem is you can't get it. No, that ain't it. I got it. And you still got trouble? Can you help me? Yes, I believe I can. But first, I must consult the stars. How long will that take? Come back tomorrow. I should have an answer by noon. Okay. I can't tell you how much this means to me. <sighs> I have some idea. See you tomorrow, Madam Eliza. Farewell. Hey, who was that grinning idiot that just left? Whatever you told him must have been good. Gil, you didn't off those bonds today, did you? No, these things are poison. I must have been out of my mind to lift them from that old broad. Not a soul in town will touch them. Ah, but I got someone who might. Yeah, who? One rich, miserable, grinning idiot. <laughs> He taught me a thing or two. A woman can hurt, so you stay on your guard and beat you to the tobacco you chew. Them times we'd go fishing, my daddy and me. He'd tell me everything you ever knew. He'd go after big mouth, then close to the bank and beat you to the tobacco you chew. 
Around here, beech nuts the word for chewing tobacco. And it's been that way, father and son, for a long, long time. What's the secret? It's the way beech nut just keeps getting better. Like beech nuts a lot moister these days, with more taste and less stems. Big improvements. You ought to try today's beech nut chewing tobacco. And now I'm a daddy with the son's full grown, and I tell him a thing or two. Steered money don't win, evil women drink gin, and beech nuts the tobacco you chew. Thank you for coming down again, Mrs. Wilkinson. Did you find my bonds, officer? Not yet, but with your help, we might very soon. This charity bazaar of yours was open to the public, you said. Yes, that's right. It, it cost $5 to get in, and then all of the games. Games, right. That's what I want to know. What kind of games? Who ran them? Oh, goodness, I don't know. We had booths over much of the property. There were games of chance, mostly. Who hired these people? A booking agent, Mr. Um, Fishman. He, he was recommended by... Saul Fishman? Well, yes. Uh-huh. Thank you, Mrs. Wilkinson. You've been most helpful. Fingers, the heavens smile upon you. What did the star say, Madam Eliza? Oh, ten dollars again? <laughs> Naturally. This is getting to be expensive. There was a meteor shower last night. It came to me then. What came to you? The image of your Uncle Rufus. His face appeared in the night sky. Oh, really? He was a wealthy man, your uncle. And you, Fingers, were his favorite nephew. I was? And even though he disapproved of your larcenous lifestyle, he decided to leave you ten Gs for one purpose and one purpose alone. He felt that if you had money... His money, money earned legitimately in the business world, you would see the light and mend your ways. Yeah? Your Uncle Rufus had it all figured out. Except for one thing. What he didn't know was that you are an artist and you love your work. That's right, I do. Uh, I did. You will work again, Fingers. And soon... Huh. By ridding yourself of your uncle's money. By spending it on something hot, stolen merchandise. Once you do that, you won't have any money. So you'll have to go back to work. Madam Eliza, I think you got it. Lucky for you, I happen to have just the thing. Stolen bonds. They're worth 20,000 clams. I'm holding them for a friend who is an artist like yourself. He'll let them go for uh, half the value. 10,000? That's exactly what I got. Oh, what a coincidence. How soon can I have the bonds? Just as soon as you give me the money. How about this afternoon? Oh, splendid. I'll be waiting for you. Uh, Madam Eliza, I only got one question. Yes. Are you sure this will work? I mean, what if after we make the deal, I still can't get back into the swing of things? My friend, if by chance you do doubt your ability to steal, and I'm sure you won't, keep these words on the tip of your tongue and say them aloud to remind yourself, I will be a thief. I will be a thief. I will be a thief. Say them. I will be a thief. I will be a thief. I will be a thief. 
This list has all the people who worked Mrs. Wilkinson's fundraiser? Certainly. Why the hassle? Somebody stole some bonds from the house. Mrs. Wilkinson would like them back. Bonds? $20,000 worth. Oh, now, wait a minute. I got scruples. Oh, I hadn't noticed. Fishman, you're an operator. Scratch my back and I'll let you keep operating. If not... Look, Blake, all but a couple of new acts I can vouch for. Which couple? The last two on the list. Guess the number of beans in the jar and the fortune teller. Madame Eliza? Yeah, the beans people. They're the lunatics. What makes you say that? Numbers. It's one family, 12 of them. So? So when I told him this was going to be a charity gig, the old man says the percentage ain't enough. But... But what? He showed up anyway. The whole lot of them. Said he'd make his money somehow. I told you these bonds were poison. Now we're really up a creek. Well, who figured Fishman to be as crooked as he is? So now we know. Big deal. Giving him half of what we make is too much. I say we skip down now. Oh, no. Nothing doing. Things will be here any minute with a ten grand. We get the money, then we skip. That's too risky. Look, Yell, it'll take me five minutes to close the deal. I'll get the bond. Hey, how long do you think we'll be before this chump gets hip to the fact that we're ripping them off? Gil, this ain't a rip-off. These bonds are worth 20000 If he's a smart operator, that's what he'll get for him. I swear I put him in this drawer. Hey, what is this? A note. What's it say? Dear Madam Eliza, I came back with the money, but you were out. While I was waiting, I started to feel that doubt we were talking about. So I did like you said and started saying over and over, I will be a thief, I will be a thief, I will be a thief. It worked so good, I went right to the drawer and stole your bonds. Matus is an old-world rosé wine people enjoy everywhere. Like down in the Delta, they know the blues are what you make it, and that the light, easy-to-like taste of Matus rosé makes the meal. Man, on the West Coast, Matus is out of sight, but you see it everywhere. Matus Rosé is perfect for that elegant evening on the town. Matus, the rosé wine that goes with everything good, anywhere, anytime at all. Hey, 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 Matus Rosé. Imported by Dreyfus Ashby and Company, New York, New York. I will be a thief. I will be... Stole your bonds. Sincerely. Yeah, this is Blake. I want arrest warrants issued for a Gilbert Hayes and a Madam Eliza Tabachnik. Descriptions there on my desk. Oh, and uh, pick up fingers, Duncan, again. Right, I want to talk to him. There's a what? When did it start? Got it. Get on those other two right away. What 
should think that people be here at the parade. Every different town is here. Parades are like conventions for him. Fingers is here, I tell you. Yeah, but where? We'll never find him in this mob. You mean if you're Larry is? Well, let's get him. Not yet. What do you mean, not yet? He'll get away. He ain't going anywhere. Can't you see he's making a pinch? Hey, that was smooth. The dude's got his act together. And don't forget, he's got our bonds. Look, he's sneaking off into the alley, probably to rifle that wall. Now for a chance. Oh, fingers, the heavens frown on you today. Madam Eliza, what a pleasant surprise. Sorry I had to leave when I did. Is this guy for real? Oh, Gil, I will handle this. Look at all these greenbacks, Madam Eliza. I have you to thank for getting me over my mental block. Oh, I'm so glad I could help you, Fingers. But, um, aren't you forgetting something? You stole my bonds. Actually, they belong to Mr. Hayes here. That's right, Twerp. And I'd like them back now. I can give them to you for good. Well, what's stopping you? I don't have them. Well, where are they? I sold them. You passed them? Already how? He's lying. I tried all over town. I am many things, Mr. Hayes, but I'm not a liar. I sold those bonds to a friend of mine, a fence, a highly respected man in his trade. He paid me full value. What? Who is he? It doesn't matter, but we will take the money. I'm afraid I don't have that either. Uh, you're a liar, Mr. Hayes. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Hey, let me take it out of his hide. No. Fingers, what did you do with the money? Well, I did like you said do, Madam Eliza. I got rid of it. I had to. Otherwise, I couldn't work. I'll give you a job. How'd you like to be a corpse? What did you do with a $20,000? I gave it away. You what? I gave it away. Gil, if you don't, I will. All right, you turkey. Smile pretty. Oh. That's enough, Hayes. Hey, what? who are you? How do you know my name? My name's Blake. I'm a cop. You're under arrest. Uh, going somewhere, Madam Eliza... Officer, you must be confusing me with someone else. I'm here for the parade. In an alley. Well, I... You're both under arrest for bond theft. Blake! Playborn, I'm in here. Take these two to headquarters. I'll be there as soon as I can rouse fingers. Fingers? Fingers. Uh, uh, please, don't hurt my hands. Blake, where'd you come from? Shame on you, Fingers. This isn't your wallet. Uh, oh, uh, that. It lets you and I return it to its owner, then take a ride downtown. What do you say? Great. I can't wait. Do you recall these two working at the bazaar, Mrs. Wilkinson? Why, yes. This woman was the fortune teller. And he... Yes, now I remember. He was inside the house much of the time. I, I thought he was a guest. You're dreaming, lady. You can't do this to me. I demand to see my lawyer. Blake, why have I been arrested? You gave me a bum steer, Fishman. I think you did it on purpose. Oh, but I, but I see you got the culprits. Yeah, and they told me what you told them about taking half. Hey, that's right, Fishman, you crumb. It was written in the stars. Oh, shut up. Playborn, lock him up. I, I want to call my lawyer. I have rights. Let him call the lawyer, then jail him. Well, that's that, Mrs. Wilkinson. Sorry we couldn't get your bonds back, but we got the next best thing. Fingers? I'll let Fingers tell you about it. 
I'm, uh, I'm awful sorry, ma'am, about selling those bonds, but I got 20000 for them. Tell her what you did with the money. Well, I gave it away to charity. That and the ten grand my Uncle Rufus left me in his will. Oh, that's marvelous. Yeah. And now I'm broke again. I'm back on the circuit. Well, nice meeting you again, ma'am. Uh, guess I'll be leaving. Uh, fingers? Yeah. Mrs. Wilkinson, your necklace. Where, where did you... I just had it on. Get out of here, fingers. Do that again and I'll throw you in the can. You know something, Blake? What? It's good to be back home. Here, honey, this is for you. Oh, George, what a nice surprise. What is it? It's a tire gauge. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a tire gauge. Well, you check your tire pressure. Well, it helps you get better mileage. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I got it free from our participating international dealer just for looking at the new international travel all. A new international travel all? Yeah. What's a travel all? Well, it's something like our old station wagon. Our old station wagon? Except the travel all's a foot and a half shorter, so it's much easier for you to park. Our old station wagon? Yeah, and it has 20% more room inside. More room for you and the kids. More room for groceries. We'll get lots more use out of it. Our old station wagon? And right now, until July 20th, you get four Firestone gas-saving steel belts. Radial tires on most models at no extra cost. But where is it? And they're worth $290, suggested retail price. George, where's the new travel all? Right outside the window. Oh, George, it's different. I know. <laughs> I like different. I know, I it's know. Different, all right. I'm Rod Sterling. Close your eyes, exercise your imagination, and join us again on our next presentation of. Zero Hour. Once a Thief is an original radio drama adapted by Kim Weiskopf. Greg Morris was heard as Fingers Duncan. Featured in the cast were Michael Ryde, June Foray, Scott Ellsworth, Mary Lansing, and Peter Lewis. Zero Hour, created by J.M. Polis, directed by Don Hughes, is produced in Hollywood for the Mutual Broadcasting System by Radio Productions Incorporated. Music is composed and conducted by Stanley B. Hoffman, Rochelle Sherman, associate producer. This has been a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting System. Intrigue, mystery, romance, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Together in the sultry setting of tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean. Bold Venture. again, the magic names of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall bring you Bold Venture and a tale of mystery and intrigue. In the Caribbees is a city of grace With pretty women all wrapped in black lace You come to Havana for ecstasy Sit in the sun, caress a memory 
And close to the harbor stands a small hotel. Three fifty a day includes no wishing well. Sandals for the feet, mosquito netting for face. Oh, come all ye tourists to Shannon's place. <laughs> That was Magnifico, King. Real great. Now I know what I've been missing. That's right, Paulo. Last time you were in the hotel, you didn't get to hear King Moses sing. He was sitting on your chest. <laughs> and he broke his guitar over my silly head. Only to impress upon you, young Paulo, that a life of crime leads only to a big hollow tone ringing in an empty noggin. <laughs> what time do you conduct services, King? We'll all want to put on our Sunday clothes. Oh, I only meant Mr. Slade to... I know, King. You meant we're all real happy young Paulo is doing so well. We really are, kid. It's good to see you like this. You do not hold anger against me that I once tried to dance a caper in your place to rub it up house and home? Forget it, Paulo. How's the job? The job you convinced Zapapo the jeweler to bestow upon me? Oh, it is fine. It is a knockout. I'm a bonded jewel messenger. Policemen meet me on the street and shake my hand. Your mother must be very proud, Paulo. You know, we ought to get down to the barrio to see her, Slate. We haven't even... I'm in trouble, Senor Slate. Big trouble. It makes a hurt in my head and in my heart. I do not understand what is... Hey, what's wrong, kid? What's... Hi, slaves. Remember me? Kirk, the punk you can't stand. We remember you. Slate threw you out of the place once before. You come back for a farewell performance? I come back for you to meet a Kirk that you'll adore. All plushy with dough and dough. Insurance investigator for Ronaldo Insurance Incorporated. Um, share me with your friend, Slade. Who's the kid? Uh, adios, Senor Slade. Adios. Hey, Paulo, come back here. What got into the kid? He ran out of here like like a scared rat. <laughs> They're all alike, Slate. These Havana gutter rats. Isn't that the one who tried to rob you once, and you've been holding hands with him? How do we say goodbye, Kirk? Feet first or just my hungry fist in your teeth? Oh, not goodbye, Slate. Just au revoir, because you've got a lot I want to forgive you for. Ah, here's a good place to consider it, Senor Kirk. Consider now this wide curve of beach. You're trying to say what? Oh, yeah, mi amigo. Listen to me. On a page, a philosopher once wrote down a thing. He wrote this. It's eating you, huh? You're getting chicken about what's going to happen? For you and me, amigo, he wrote that eternity was the length of time a bird would take to lift one grain of sand and fly away with it and return in a million years for another grain. When all the beaches in the world were bare of sand... This is eternity. Well, the kid was a thinker. I nod and agree. What's with you, Sapapo? The philosophy concerns how to steal your own jewelry and collect insurance. Is that true? Look how beautiful. Your jewelry shop, your jewels. Paulo steals jewels, Paulo dies. You get jewelry, insurance money. You like it? Es firmamento. Heaven. You don't know how right you are. We've even got an angel named Shannon. Angel stupid type. Now, watch it, Sapapo. The tide's coming in. You'll get your feet wet. Pull out a chair, Slate, and fan me into it. I can't move my jeans another inch. Sure. There's the chair. Work it out for yourself. 
Oh, Slate, Slate, the life you lead a girl. An innocent girl with only two pair of nylons to her name. I keep telling you to wear sweat socks, Ellie. You could start a fad, jeans over sweat socks. You could begin a new life yourself, Rover boy. Stop sticking your nose down alleys, up crannies. Kid said he was in trouble, didn't he? He runs out before he can tell us what trouble. So we go looking for him because it itches me a kid we like should be in trouble. In the slums, in the barrio, on the beaches, in the pool halls. When you fly a mission, you really fly, don't you, kid? No, Paulo. Where is he, sailor? What's he running from? What do any of us run from? Maybe he got tired, like I get tired. Maybe he found a downy cushion someplace. He's sitting on it, all alone, away from the... Keep talking, sailor. Maybe you can gather a crowd. Play Shannon speaking. You are occupied, senor? Unoccupy yourself. Come to Sopapo the jeweler immediately. It is an order. I already got a watch band, kid. Besides, your salesmanship smells. I wouldn't... For the boy, Polo, you would. You wouldn't? I would. Get your other pair of nylons out of your hope chest, sailor. We're going walking again. I ask Senor Kirk to be with us here in my office, uh, Senor Shannon, uh, Senorita, because his interests lie in the same direction as ours. Slate, either ask him what his direction is or tell him to stop staring at me. Leave him alone. The guy's got shifty eyes. Let him shift. What's this all about, Sir Papo? Uh, Senor Kirk, explain. Sir Papo here did a dumb thing, Shannon. Thought you'd want to weep about it. It's sailor's feeding time, gentlemen. Let's get on with it, huh? Now, Sir Papo hired a kid named Paulo because you asked him to. <laughs> Dumb him, hiring the boy who tried to knock over your place. Hiring a kid like that is a jewel, messenger. He's very dumb, me. Senor Shannon, my apologies, but I hate you for making me listen to you. He don't want to come right out and say Paulo absconded with a whole consignment of jewelry. I don't believe it. Neither do I. Believe or not to believe, that is not the question. Paulo failed to deliver a consignment of jewels. He failed to let me know the reason why. He has been gone since this morning. Disappeared. Paulo likes you, Slate, which already makes him a kid with a warped sense of values. Maybe you worked out a little deal. I'm just asking because, as any fool can plainly see, I've got an evil mind. Kirk. A deal, huh? It goes like this. Then this idea occurs to me. Only this is a better one. You like the deal, Kirk? All that exercise makes me hungry, Slate. Uh, me too. Come on, sailor, let's go scare up a tortilla. Are you coming to the tortillas, sailor? They scare me. Read me the recipe again. Oh, what's with you? A simple dish like tortillas with beans. You scream out the window at the neighbors. How do you make a tortilla? You stop the postman, ask him how his wife makes them. You make me buy a shelf of cookbooks. The whole town's talking about what a lousy cook... Just tell me how you want it. Spread over the face would be nice. You want it like that? I'll give it up, sailor. You weren't cut out for it. Peel me a banana. Read me the recipe. Not good with bananas either, huh? Give it to me. Paulo's in real trouble this time, isn't he, Slate? I still don't believe it. Maybe the kid was knocked off, maybe. Uh-uh. No, Shannon. Not knocked off. I just heard from him. He sounded real alive. Made sounds and everything. 
The creep really creeps around, doesn't he, Slate? If he hadn't opened his mouth, the girl wouldn't know someone was peeping at her tortillas. I just couldn't bring myself to louse up such a dripping domestic scene. You come to apologize for the beating I gave you, Kirk? That, too. Paulo whispered through a phone to meet him in a tenement in the barrio in three hours. You care to join the party, Shannon? Couldn't live without it. How are you with tortillas, Kirk? Hand me the frying pan, honey. I'll cook you a thing you'll never forget. Hey, Shannon! Over here! Where's Paulo? In that tenement house. How do you get information like this, Kirk? Oh, be sensible, Shannon. A kid steals $100,000 worth of jewelry. It's hot. He can't get rid of it, so he makes a deal with me. On account of I represent the insurance company. Deal? Fifteen grand. That's why he got in touch with you and not with me. That's why, huh? Sure. Said he'd meet me here. But I wanted you to see for yourself what the kid was, so I'm bringing you along to watch how a thief works with an insurance operator. You wouldn't want it any other way. Let's go in the tenement. Hey, put that gun back in your pocket, Kirk, or... Or you'll break my arm? That's right. Whatever you say, Shannon. Come on. Yeah, dark, huh? Lucky I brought a flash. Paulo! Hey, Paulo! Let me handle it. Paulo! Paulo, it's Slate Shannon! Maybe he's not here. Uh, he's here. That sound came from the basement. Hey, somebody's shooting at somebody down there. Yeah, and somebody's taking a powder. Well, let's get him. Here. Here, take it. My gun. Maybe if I used it, it'll upset you. Go on, take it. Yeah. It could need using. Hey. Shine your light over there. Where? Back of the staircase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Take a look, Shannon. Paulo. Shot. He's dead, Shannon. Your boy's dead. But I don't understand it. Why? What happened? He was doing okay. Just this morning he told me... Let me tell you. Paulo was a bad boy. A bad boy in bad company, and the company just took apart it. How do you like Paulo now, Shannon? Our stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, and the second act of our story. And for a handful of colored stones, a boy lies dead here. Don't get sentimental about it, Inspector. I heard once a kid knocked off his dear old dad for the price of a ticket to a burlesque show. Oh, the kids nowadays. And what do you think, Shannon? Well, it looks like what Kirk says. Paulo stole the stuff, had a partner. They met here before Kirk and I got here. Argued. Partner shot Paulo. That's what I said, LaSalle, only I never got to the good part. For such tidbits, I hang out my tongue. 
Good part. How come Shannon here planted the kid in Sapopo's establishment? Why, I suppose... I'll answer him, LaSalle. Okay, Kirk, ask that again. Sure. How come you planted Paulo and... Get the answer, Kirk? No! <laughs> Gee, I, I guess I lost my head, LaSalle. You have committed something here. I will think what. And while I am thinking you are becoming a fugitive from justice by the second. In that case, I'd better just run away. Keep it legal so I can be a fugitive. Taylor! Taylor, where are you? In your office, Slate. You want me, come and get me. I finally found your little black book, Slate. I browsed through it, read the last chapter of telephone numbers, knew the whole plot, and tore it up. Sailor, that took me years of self-sacrifice, burning the midnight oil. Here are the pieces. On the lonely nights, you can amuse yourself by trying to put them all together again. You know, like a jigsaw puzzle. It's the latest thing for tired bachelors, I hear. Oh, don't worry. I'll put them back together again if it takes years and years. Paulo was just murdered in the Barrio tenement. The gendarmes think I had a finger in it. What makes them think a thing like that? You've got a publicity agent, Slate? Yeah. The creep, name of Kirk. You coming, sailor? I'll need your help. Maybe enough of it to keep me alive. One more flight, sailor. A short one. I've seen tenements before, Slate, but this one... Yeah. Down the hall. Si. Señor Shannon. Señorita Duval, por favor, come in. You will forgive the appearance of my father. There's nothing to forgive, Senora Ruiz. I came to tell you... Well, it's about... You tell her, sailor. Uh, Senora Ruiz. About Paulo. Of my son. Of his dying. Of this I already know. And the tears of me are for my solitude. Uh, it's difficult to weep when others watch. Even such others as you. We want you to know we're sorry. Anything we can do. There is only weeping to be done. Slate. Yeah. Yeah, I see it too. Senora Ruiz, the last time I was here, you weren't wearing that ring. I hear a puzzle. This morning in the mail it came. Just like that, huh? And more, senor. A little after the mail, a man came. A man called Manuel. He of the pawn store, saying he heard of my good fortune. You gonna talk to me, Manuel? Senor, I do not... Talk! How did you know Senora Ruiz got that ring? Let me hit him a few times, I keep out of this. What about it, Manuel? Why should a lousy fence like you suddenly know all about Senora Ruiz? Uh, see, see, I, I will tell you. It is of a robbery. It is whispered about here in the barrio that some of the jewelry befell the Senora because her son, Paolo, had to do with the robbery. Also, 
There, there is what? This. A, a ring. The beloved of Paolo. A, a girl, Rita, who lives nearby. She came into my place and sold me a ring. Where would she get such a ring if not from Paolo? Paolo is a thief. Did I do good, sailor? I believe the word is magnifico. That's it. You did magnifico. <laughs> What do you want of me? You have a wrong place. I don't think so, Rita. Mind if we come in? What? How you know my name? I know nothing of you. How you know so much of me? Don't be frightened, Rita. I'm Sailor Duval and this is Slate Shannon. Oh. We've come to... Slate Shannon? Oh, Paula has told me muy simpatico things of you. Many nice things. Please, come in. Rita, you pawned a ring. Where did you get it? Did Paulo give it to you? Where would Paulo get such a precious, such an expensive thing? It came in the mail. Well, maybe you should have given it to the police, Rita. Manuel, the pawnbroker, he gave me 600 pesos for it. With 600 pesos, Paulo and me could have been married. Could have been man and wife. Rita, we love Paulo, too. We... I take the money, senor. You keep it. Give it to the police, to a beggar. I have no use for it. The money for the flowers for Paolo's grave I will earn. If you need us for anything, Rita, just... Let's go, Slate. It is very interesting what you tell me, senor, senorita. It tweaks me in a place that should be tweaked. You hear that, Slate? I tell you, this LaSalle is a policeman with a very zippy brain. Well, don't say it too loud, sailor. The whole thing might vanish right before our eyes. Mm, it is not an illusion, senor. This is one of my good days. I zip because what you have told me could very possibly be true. This of the mailing of the stolen jewels of the... Then you believe Paulo was innocent. But he had nothing to do with the robbery, that he was murdered in cold blood because he knew something and tried to tell me. Whoa, back off, senor Slate. You are straining your leash. I didn't have a hand on him. Perhaps you brought jump to too many conclusions, senor, senorita. To the matters you have told me, I will give a pinch of credence. But of Paolo's innocence, of this I am not quite so, uh, uh, I am not quite. Ah, you're getting unzipped again, kid. Paolo was innocent. How much more do you need to get it through the ball skull? Please, senor. I want you to observe something. Some photographs that were taken at the scene of Paolo's death. We don't care to look at them, LaSalle. It's not one of our fonder memories. Ooh, perhaps you will grow fond of this one. Look at it, senor. This is a police laboratory photograph of the gun that was found in the dead Paolo's hand. It has been sprinkled with fingerprint powder. Cans of... Uh, curious, is it not? Never have I seen such... Yeah. Yeah, never have I either. Come on, sailor. I want to show you what makes a gun found in a boy's hand so curious.
The first thing I remarked to myself when you walked into my office, uh, senor, senorita, is why you two are not chained to the police. We want to have a look at your vault, Sir Papo. Since I was a little girl, I wanted to look into a jeweler's vault. Mother said, wait till you get older. And now I'm older. Do you come to buy jewelry wholesale? Not today. Right now, I just want to find some stolen jewelry, stolen from you. Let's look in the vault. You are insane. Not today, either. His time is Tuesday afternoon. You want me to open it with the top of your head, Sir Papo? Uh, excuse me. I wish to make a phone call. The phone calls come later. Open it. For this, senor, this insult? If this is what's needed to get it open. Kirk! Kirk, help me! In my desk, I gone! Well, Kirk, Kirk, the eminent insurance investigator. You're a straight shooter, Kirk. Sir Papo asked me to help him, I did. I got him out of his troubles, that's help. I once knew a guy who was helped and he wasn't killed at all. What kind of an ungrateful guy are you, Shannon? The jeweler was going to knock you off. Look at him, look at his hand. He was getting ready to pull a Luger. Sure he was. What'd you knock the gun out of my hand for? Pick up the gun, sailor. Muzzle first. Wrap a handkerchief around it. This isn't a wrapping handkerchief, Slate. This is a dropping handkerchief. So today you won't drop. Wrap it. What do you want Sapapo's gun for? Ballistics will want to check it against the slugs in Paulo's body. I underrated you, Shannon. You'll hate yourself in the morning. I know. I'm not knocking you, Shannon. It's just that you figured a little ahead of me, that's all. Thrill me. Tell me how. Easy. Sapapo never parts with the jewels and reports them stolen. Insurance money. Sure, sure. Tell me, Kirk, how do you figure Paulo figures? All so easy. Sapapo kills the kid to make it look like the kid absconded. You mind if I take it from there? What else is there? Slate does this bit so well, Kirk. Let him do it. Yeah, thanks, sailor. Two of the jewels showed up, one to Paulo's mother, one to his girl. Sapapo mailed him to throw off suspicion, to make it look like Paulo was spreading joy around. I never knew that Sapapo had it any. Ah, but here's the twist. The gun Paula was holding in that barrio cellar had no fingerprints on it. No prints? <laughs> we were stupid, weren't we? You know, I clean forgot that dead men leave no prints. Which means Paula was dead before I met you at that moment. So Papa was downstairs making all that noise, and that gun's going to prove it. You'll probably hang, Kirk. Well, you stink, Shannon. You stink, and you want to... Sailor. Sailor, you hit a man over the head with a gun. I'm proud of you. What's that word I used on you, Slate? Use it on me. Magnifico, kid. You were sheer magnifico. Say it again. Well, don't let it go to your head. Come on, I'll take you home. Slate, how did you like them? You've improved, kid. Those are pretty fair tortillas. Did you follow the recipe in the book I bought you? Sure did. I mailed in the coupon in the back of it for free samples. If you want more tortillas, you're going to have to buy another book. 
Sailor, how can a girl your age be such a bad cook? Oh, sure, honey. I'm just talented. You can't cook. You can't thread a needle. Every time you press my pants, the creases are on the sides. What can you do, sailor? This. See? What else does a girl need to know? Slate, I'm talking to you. Slate. Can't cook. Can't thread a needle. Creases on the side. Ah, who needs it? Come here, sailor. And so our two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, have brought to a close our latest Bold Venture story. Special music was composed and conducted by David Rose. May we invite you to listen again next week at this time for another exciting adventure starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall together in Bold Venture. That's the Relic Radio Show for this week, but you can always find more at relicradio.com. You'll find more from the Zero Hour, Bold Venture, this podcast, all of the others, and everything else Relic Radio, like our Shoutcast stream, with even more old-time radio. All of that's available for free thanks to your support. If you'd like to help out, visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of the links on the website. Thanks to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. I'll be back again tomorrow with Case Closed and next Tuesday with another episode of the Relic Radio Show.